Hey, welcome to the Default Alive podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Chris. And this is our audio documentary of our journeys building profitable internet businesses. And so if this is your first time listening, you can learn more about us and get up to speed by starting at episode number one. But if you're a regular, welcome back. Happy New Year, sir. Happy New Year. Back to back weeks. I know. Man, what's happening? We're, we're no longer slacking. <laughs> Back at it. 2023, new year, new us, new podcast. Yep. I've got a new co-working space, new energy, ready to go. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Another one just in want to mix things up. Yeah, it? it's uh, it's only like two blocks from my house, uh, which oh, is actually man. pretty nice. Can go yeah. home for lunch and stuff. It's it's cool. Dang. Yeah, two blocks away. That's, um, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I feel like... You're, you're a little bit more on like the outskirts of Chicago. Like are most of the other co-working spots like a pretty long drive away or are there some other ones closer by? There's actually four that are walkable. Um, no way. But this is, this is by far the closest one. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so interesting. I, I don't know what it's like in any other city, but in San Diego, you know that um, all the co-working spots are like, kind of spread out around San Diego and there actually aren't that many. I feel like there's like one per like town area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like you don't really have very many options if you wanted something walkable or, you know, nearby in, in a certain area. It's like, okay, we just got to go to this place, I guess. Totally. Yeah. It's just whatever one is in that spot. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Good to know. Awesome, man. Well, 2023, uh, I think we want to talk about some, some goals, some, um, kind of themes for the year. Uh, but also wanted to do a kind of a weekly update as well. Kind of what's new. Um, I can talk about what's new with, with me on my end. Uh, do you also have something new ish you want to share? You kind of just jump right into goals after that. Yeah, I can, after, after you share, I, I've got a couple weekly updates that also relate to some of my uh, themes cool. and goals for 2023. So sweet. Perfect. Yeah. Well, um, the big one is that we launched swipe well on Prodotunt this last week, um, on the 12th of January last week, I think that was last week, right? Yeah. Um, last Thursday already feels like it was a century ago <laughs> because <laughs> it was such a long day. And, um, now that it's, you know, we've been like thinking about it and planning it for so long that now that it's behind us, it feels like a distant kind of memory a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're, we're sort of like, we're out of beta, out of early access, officially launched, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, originally we were thinking of launching in like November, December, and then it's got pushed to kind of January, but I, I feel really good about kind of the, the date and the time. And, um, especially like, I think being able to go into the launch after having shipped a couple of big features and having a lot of time to kind of clean up some small edits and tweaks and, um, you know, little things we want to ship beforehand and also just have the time to kind of get everyone on board as well. It felt like a rush kind of in December, but in January I was able to DM a whole bunch of like marketing influencers and friends on Twitter, like a week in advance and kind of announce like, Hey, we're going to be launching next week on the 12th. Can I count on you for your support? And then the day of that made that a breeze. Cause then I just DM those same people, the link to the tweet announcing the launch scheduled all in advance, you know, Connor created some graphics. I created a video, a little demo, um, 
we had it all lined up with uh, the emails going out to our user base, as well as an email going out to the Swipe Files newsletter, um, which is 15,000 strong now, which is awesome. And uh, we had a great turnout. Um, obviously, I'm a competitor, and I always want to get to number one. <laughs> <laughs> we finished at, I think we started out at number two. Immediately, there was like a big jump from like one of the one of the other launches. Um, so we were never able to even get into the number one spot. But I think we ended at number four. But regardless, we had over 500 upvotes, over 100 comments, which is actually really, really cool. Um, always surprised at like how supportive people are to, to go and do that. Um, 1,400 visitors to the site that day with over 4,000 page views. Um, about 150 new signups and about four new customers, um, including our first kind of team plan. So it's basically like three subscriptions, but like four new accounts created. Oh, sweet. Um, so yeah, I, was, I would call it a success. I think it's good. It's not like an overwhelming success by any means, but like it's the launch and you never know kind of like if it's going to really going to take off or if it's going to be a flop. It definitely didn't flop. So I'm happy about that. Uh, it went well. I have to be happy with that. Um, and as always, kind of like the real work starts now. But I mean, honestly, it was definitely it was definitely a win. It was really cool kind of seeing all the support, all the comments. I think like the strategy for DMing people in advance actually worked really well because then when I sent that mm -hmm. link, like a lot of people were really supportive and I especially made like a, an ask like, Hey, can you upvote comment and retweet this? Like that'd be greatly appreciated. And a lot of people made a point of doing all three, which nice. I feel like for, for someone like us, we kind of know the product hunt drill. So if someone's like, Hey, can you support me on product hunt? You kind of know they want, they want all the things, you know, <laughs> not just the upvote. <laughs> they want to comment, they want to retweet, they want to, you know, they want you to share it somewhere else. Um, but like explicitly, asking for that works really well. And, um, one of the big ones that me and Connor were talking about was just how, like, I've been trying to cultivate these relationships with marketing influencers and kind of people in the space who could either be swipe well, swipe well users or swipe well affiliates and kind of evangelists. Mm. And, um, this felt like a really cool, like breakthrough where a lot of people either like tried it for the first time, um, or like, I was able to kind of capitalize on that budding relationship and also lead into like more conversations about like, Oh, let's get you more involved. Let's, you know, would you be interested in becoming an affiliate or would you be interested in, um, doing like a co-marketing swap for a blog post or, a you know, a Twitter feature or, you know, kind of like getting those people onboarded more, um, was a big one too. Yeah. That's awesome. That reminds me of like, I mean, I wasn't nearly as intentional about it in the early days, but like landing some early no code influencers as JetBoost customers was huge, um, just to get the word out in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt really cool. It's like, uh, I think exactly what a launch should do for you is kind of like help you get that like escape velocity and build momentum. And, um, that's, that's totally what it was. Cause you know, we kind of made a big deal about it, made a splash. Got a lot of people like tried it for the first time. A lot of people chimed in who had been using it for a long time and expressed how happy with it, they were with it. So, um, yeah, it was really, really encouraging. I'd say. Nice. It's, it's awesome seeing how like the assets that you've built over the years now kind of have all, you know, they just continue to compound. 
Like, yeah, yeah, for you real. You didn't set out to build the Swipe Files community or the newsletter just to like have a, a large group of people you could announce products to, but now <laughs> you have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, same with your Twitter following, all that. Like you've just been providing value to people and then people are excited to support you. And um, it's just, it's it, it seems like it's such a... Uh, a lever that that you have that you can pull, which is which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it all kind of keeps compounding and keeps yeah. working my advantage. Um, it is weird to think about. Like, I think this year will be kind of like three years doing spy files, but like since I've been in tech, you know, I've always been trying to network and build relationships with other uh, smart marketers and kind of people in the space, and you know, it's kind of years and years of that. And people knowing you and seeing you, me knowing other people and seeing what they do, trying to support them and hand them a favor. And, um, you know, you get to reap the benefits, you know, now and in, in the future yeah. as well. It's awesome. Yeah. But that was, that was the big one for sure. I mean, it, it's kind of eclipses any other <laughs> update or, um, yeah. Oh, oh is I, that I Connor's I, first, uh, product launch? That's a good question. I actually, I don't know. I feel okay. like he's probably yeah. launched something on there before. I mean, you're, you're um, like Mr. Product on at this point with all the <laughs> successful launches you've had. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, if, if that was his first, that's, that's a cool experience. Yeah. That's, that's a good question. I got to find him. Um, let's see. I'm going to look at his profile right now and see if he's launched anything else on there. Uh, no. Yeah. I think, um, so we've launched three times on Prodaton. So this wasn't like his first launch, but you know, copyrightandprops.com. Oh, right. Copyright marketing and examples. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. we have swipe well. So, um, but yeah, this is like our first like real product launch, I suppose. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, one other thing that's slightly related, but more related to, uh, swipe files is I also announced the kind of five new features for, or uh, feature sponsors for 2023. And, um, I had one returning sponsor, uh, 42 Camille Rexon. So th- super thankful for him. The other four are brand new, but also amazing brands. Um, I can go down the list here. Let me just pull it up so I get all the words right to kind of describe them because I have my little my little talking points. Insert um, ad segment here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, <laughs> um, just yeah, but honestly, a lot of really cool brands. Like I'm always kind of amazed at like who again talk about like relationships and kind of all this networking compounding over time um every single one of these like built through uh either swipe files or my twitter or being like a friend of a friend um but the five sponsors are mutiny which is a really cool new kind of b2b um marketing platform for like website personalization and pop-ups and conversion rate optimization. You can kind of like run these playbooks on your website. Um, Hopin, Hopin Session in particular, which is what I used to host the Swipe Files SaaS Marketing Summit last October. Um, Nevatic, which is like a no-code interactive product demo builder, um, a trend that I've been talking about for a long time. And oh, yeah. they've, they kind of saw, I think I actually mentioned them as an example of like, you know, obviously they're doing that for their own product. But I was like, if you really want to see like what this looks like to do it well, check out Nevatic. And they were like, oh, thanks for the mention, subscribed, and now they're a sponsor. Um, <laughs> That's 42, uh, plug and play, B2B, 
um, demand gen, you know, advertising, uh, Camille and them are really, really smart. And then another service provider, Minutia, which is a, uh, content marketing company or content marketing agency for B2B SaaS companies. Um, and they've worked with a lot of really big companies, including like Veed. It's one of their big success stories as well. So really smart guys over there. And yeah, just kind of amazed that like <laughs> it happened, you know, every year or since I did start doing it last year, I'm like, all right, am I going to be able to, you know, find new sponsors if some of them drop out or like, who's going to want to work with me or going into 2023, there's talks of recession and layoffs and, you know, the market really going down. But, um, yeah, so really thankful to have him on board. Yeah. Hey, question for you. So we, we both listen to my first million podcast. I'm sure a lot of listeners of this podcast listen to it as well. Mm-hmm. Those guys always talk about how much they hate doing like selling advertising for their newsletter businesses. Yeah. <laughs> What's your take on that? Is it, is it that bad or, I mean, it seems not that bad for you. Well, yeah, that's because honestly I'm, I'm underselling. Um, because okay. if you really want to maximize the amount of money that you make, you sell each ad placement and they're, they were both doing daily newsletters. And so they're selling like three or to five ad placements per day. Uh, okay. So it's <laughs> Which like is the volume. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I'm sending on average, I think like three, three newsletters a week. I want to say like two to three ish and it's one ad placement. So um, yeah, if I was doing that for every single one, every single ad placement, <laughs> that would be hell. That would yeah. be really, okay. really annoying. And there literally wouldn't be enough, you know, companies to go around unless I would really get a lot to, you know, commit for like a week or a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously my solution to this whole thing is let's just get them locked in for the whole year. And I will basically like discount the price and also, um, like lock them in for the year so that they, they get to experience the growth of the newsletter, but lock in the newsletter at like the starting rate. So, mm-hmm. you know, all the sponsors for 2022 locked in a price at 7,000 subscribers. And then by the end of the year is at 15. So they basically got the value of 15,000 subscribers, but they paid for 7,000. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of a win-win for everyone then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, I have to do that knowing like, okay, they're going to, they're going to pay all this money up front at the beginning of the year. And so I got to make it a sweet deal for them. And it's a sweet deal yeah. for me too. So no complaints and way less work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was actually another, um, newsletter that I just saw that I've been following for a while called stacked marketer. And, um, they just revealed that they do about six to $700,000 a year in revenue. And it's cause they're also following that same playbook of, uh, daily newsletter, multiple ad slots and there's, you know, it's a more like broad marketing newsletter. So it's not just SaaS marketing. Um, but you know, they're doing about six to $700,000 on, I think about 20 to 25,000 subscribers. So it's in the same, like, you know, we're, we're in the same league. We're playing in the same league, but they just have a totally different model. Yeah. Does that ever tempt you? I mean, I know you, your no. goal has always been SaaS. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Too much I of mean, a grind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with like the topic and the substance. You know, we're talking about like the milk road and the hustle. Like there are these really, you know, broad kind of topics, but it's also kind of like pop culture and the zeitgeist and what's hot at the moment. Uh, the milk road with crypto, which is really hot. 
you know, I'm seeing like um, Ben Tossel's new thing is like his Ben's oh, yeah. Bites AI newsletter. Yep. And it got to 10,000 10, subscribers in like three days or something like that. So it's like, if I expect, if I wanted to do this for marketing, it doesn't have the same type of like buzz and the same yeah, type like of news momentum. component almost. Yeah. There isn't a lot of like marketing news really besides like social media platform changes and Google algorithm updates, you know, tech conferences. I don't know. It could be super, super lucrative if people were just dying <laughs> to stay up to date with all things marketing, but that's not really the way that I see it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Stock market is doing it. I'm happy for them. I don't want to compete with them. <laughs> they can handle that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But uh, that kind of brings us up to date on on me, I think. Swipe well, swipe file sponsors. Um, I think that's pretty much, you know, those are the two big ones in the last month for sure. Cool. Yeah, I can give a couple quick updates. Since, uh, I don't know, it's probably been, yeah, two months uh, since, yeah. since we've done any updates. The, the two big things for me are both on the hiring side. So oh. just, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. Tell yeah. me more. Just uh, this past week, I onboarded a developer, a contractor. Whoa, no way. Yeah, he's got a lot of experience in the Webflow space. Bill, uh, he, he actually also has a Webflow app. It's, um, I want to say it, it's... A sim, it's, it's a similar product to JetBoost, except it does different stuff. Um, so it's not really like a competitor, but mm. like it's it has to deal with some of the same challenges of building on top of both the Webflow API and the Webflow front end. Mm. Um, so he's someone with a lot of deep knowledge in this space, and uh, he was looking for some extra work, and we, we worked something out. And my goal really with it is to get him shipping enhancements to our existing booster products and then hopefully eventually even brand new boosters as well. Mm -hmm. Um, in the past when I've hired developers, I've only ever had them work on like the JetBoost app itself, which is like the UI where somebody goes and sets up JetBoost, but not features that actually run on customer websites. Um, and that was kind of a mistake because the biggest ROI for us, I mean, developers are expensive. And if I'm going to commit that type of capital towards uh, hiring someone, like we need to see some ROI on that. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, trying to have them like push out feature requests that customers have been asking for and then eventually new products, which can increase our overall revenue. I think that's going to be huge if, if we can get there. Massive. Man, that's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds awesome. I, I love, you know, I think we talked about before the struggles of hiring and, you know, past experience with that. And I mean, it just, it's so difficult just in general, but then you, you know, it's probably best if someone were to work out to like throw them kind of the, into the deep end and then yeah. like, all right, start swimming, start shipping stuff. Like let's work on like the main thing, not just kind of the, right. Keep them in the, in the kiddie pool over to the side. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a perfect way to describe it. And that's in, in the past, I have just like kept them off to the side. Uh, it's it's also forced me to jump into the deep end as far as like I spent all of December just writing full automated tests um, for the pieces of code, uh, like the the repository that he'll be working on. It's it's you know we went from zero percent test coverage to we're, we're close to eighty percent now, and, and oh, trying wow. to continue to get that up. Yeah, so. 
it's, it's just like, I'm starting to refactor the code, like just starting to improve things that have been falling apart, not falling apart, but just kind of like left for, for the dead for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it feels great and I think it's going to help him move faster, help, help me move faster as well. So amazing. Um, yeah, that's one big one. And then second hiring piece is, uh, we are, we, we just hired this company. They start next week, uh, to help us with tier one support. Um, so looking really? to, yeah, it's kind of like a, I would describe it maybe as a, a productized service. So, uh, mm-hmm. it's two people and they've, they started this like, uh, outsource support service and, you know, we've just, Noah's been doing support for, I think almost two years now. Um, there's a lot more that he does for JetBoost as far as building out product demos, doing the website design and, and um, adding stuff there. Mm-hmm. And then also he's starting to build out like even some of like a, the, the front end components in our app. Right, right. And so, you know, I, I've known this for a while, like we need more help on the support side. Uh, the volume has actually been increasing a bit over the past couple months, which mm. I would say is probably due to the Webflow marketplace, uh, oh, which yeah. is which yeah. is good. Yeah, we're we're seeing a little bit of increase in signups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any any type of help we can get there, and it's uh, yeah something I'm looking forward to as far as just like they're very good about. Uh, building out documentation and coming up with SOPs and, and whatnot oh, um, because that's like the only way really they can do support without oh. just like spending all, you know, they, they do support for so many different companies. Like we will handle anything that's like JetBoost specific, but when it comes to, you know, uh, how do I reset my password or I need a refund or can JetBoost do X like, all of these questions that we get, you know, pre-sales type questions or account billing questions, like they can just take that off our plate, which will be huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense too, especially since a lot of your support is related to um, like people getting set up in the first place. And yeah. uh, it's, it's more like a, like an activation kind of part in the funnel, you know, where it really is very critical. And so tier one essentially means, like you said, like that's, Kind of like non-technical support is kind of how you'd classify it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, man, that's awesome. Um, I love that. It, yeah, it's a, it feels it's a new service. Feels good. Uh, yeah, it's a fairly new service. Uh, it's called Evergreen Support. Hmm. Um, I actually got referred to them by Mark from Power Importer. Um, oh, he, really? He's talked about them a number of times on on his podcast, and he's had a very good experience with them. So. Uh, yeah, decided to give it a shot. I love it, man. That's huge. So are, are both of those, so the new developer and support, are they like already onboarded or on, onboarding this month? Yeah. So sports onboarding next week and just going through the onboarding process now with the developer. Nice. Exciting yeah. stuff, man. Yeah. It's really cool. cool. It feels, feels good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to 2023 with some, some new additions to the team, uh, exciting new projects, a whole new kind of arsenal of resources to pull from. That's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Sweet. Well, um, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to, to ask about the developer or or team support, but um, yeah, I'm just stoked for you. That's that's really cool. I hope they both work out really well. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I can uh, I'll, I'll just roll into my 2023 because this like perfectly hits my my first theme. Go for uh, it. So so yeah, I, I came up with like I don't have as as much as far as like hard goals for 2023, but I have like themes of things I want to either get better at or focus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the first one is make decisions faster. Uh, so last year was a lot of indecisiveness, uh, starting projects and not finishing them, wondering what to do next, wondering what should be priority. Uh, you know, all of this falls on me and it was just, I, I was for whatever reason, really struggling at times to decide the course and then, and then go for it. Um, so I'm like, all right, this year, just making decisions faster and we're just going to try stuff and whatever works works and what doesn't will course correct. And you know, that's, that's the way to move the fastest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of the same thing with hiring. Like both of these decisions were just super quick. Okay. What's like the biggest downside, you know, lose, uh, you know, X amount of dollars, but we're okay with that. And let's just go, let's, let's see how it works. And if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out, but hopefully it will. And and you know, and things will be better and we'll move forward from there. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty excited about like this new like mindset of just like, let's (laughs) just also just for like reducing anxiety. Like when you're struggling to make decisions, like that's when like the fear starts to creep in, the anxiety starts to creep in and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just kind of like cutting through that noise and, and, and going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I, someone had just told me or reminded me about this, the story of um, I'm going to, I'm missing some of the details about it, but it's basically this like social experiment where um, these like researchers get a bunch of adults into a room and then uh, they give them like really basic materials. Like here's like some Play-Doh, some, um, you know, lollipop sticks and, uh, and some like glue or some sort of like, maybe it was like a, like a twine or something. And they were like, okay, you have, uh, you have three hours to build some sort of like structure. I mean, it was maybe like a chair or a table or maybe, I don't know, some sort of building. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it had to like function in some sort of way. And, um, and they're like, okay, time starts now go. And then they do the exact same things with a bunch of kids, like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 year olds and give them all the materials. Okay. Yeah. Three hours go. And it was crazy because, all the adults, you know, they spent like a, an hour, like talking with each other, planning who's going to do what, organizing the materials, um, like drawing up plans and then like sp- splitting up and going into groups to like build out each component of what they were building and then putting them together. And then all the kids took a completely different approach. Everyone kind of did their own thing and they just, everyone kind of like built on top of one each other. And then when something wasn't working, they would kind of tear it down and start from scratch. And they would just like redo that over and over and over again. <laughs> but they never talked about what the plan was. They never talked about who was going to do what. There was no like organizing whatsoever. It was a complete mess the entire time. And by the end of the three hours, the kids were the only ones to successfully build the thing. Um, and, uh, and like the adults weren't even close. Like it, it wasn't even a, a competition basically. Like even if, yeah. even if they were close, you know, the kids would, would have had them beat by, by hours. And it was kind of a cool reminder of like, it's okay to just like make decisions fast and, and move and kind of goes back to that whole, like 
move fast and break things mindset in, mm-hmm. in, in startups. That's kind of gotten a bad rap. Uh, but like, there is a lot of merit to that too. Just like get going, you know, like times of the es- essence, try not to over engineer, over plan and, and just default to action. Totally. Yep. That's a fun one though. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's a good theme. What about you? What's first on your list? Yeah. First up, um, I think the theme we were talking about it at dinner with my wife's family, um, I think the the thing is like double down on what's working. Um, especially, you know, the last year in 2022 was like a big year of kind of juggling and exploration and just like trying to, to ship stuff and throw a spade at the wall, see what sticks. Um, and now I really feel like I'm in a pretty good groove. Like swipe well is going good and we're in a groove there. We're going to keep building, keep shipping still like a very promising opportunity uh, so going great, really found a groove with like newsletter growth and the revenue model and the writing portion of it. Um, but it also kind of reminds me of like, you know, I think I talked about the last time, like the woes of community building and facilitating <laughs> mm-hmm. and like, I always have a habit of like trying to keep up the things that aren't working and or that I don't like doing. And this year I want to do more of like just cutting that stuff and just being more like kind of ruthless and objective about it so that I have more time and energy for the things that are working and that I do want to work on and do deserve more attention. Um, so it's not necessarily like stop doing new things or like don't ship new things, but it's more like re-diverting uh, energy and attention and time for sure, like to kind of prioritize the things that are working and and to be more like flexible, especially with myself and just the things that aren't working and just be like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to like dwell on that. I'm not going to spend time trying to like make this something that's, it's not going to, not ever going to happen or it's not even worth it. Um, so yeah, just double down. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's like exactly where you're at in your career right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm ready for it, man. <laughs> to the moon, you know, just, uh, <laughs> just keep going up. We've launched, yeah. but we're, we're not far out of the atmosphere yet. Hey, you, you launched, launched on product hunt. It's all up and to the right from here. That's right. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> What's next for you? Uh, next for me, next theme is ship faster and make shipping easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, this goes with like hiring, like let's, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, you know, I've heard this, I don't know, probably on a podcast or something before where it's like, Whenever you make a hire, you need to figure out, are you trying to move faster or are you trying to like get some of your time back? Oh, um, yeah. I think for me in this case, it's definitely move faster. Like I, a lot more of my time, wh- where I failed in the past is to dedicate enough time to onboarding developers, to uh, reviewing code and doing all of that. And I'm like making a conscious effort this time to like, that is number one priority for me is to help, uh, him be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and over time, so it's, it's going to probably slow things down in the beginning, but over time, the goal is to, uh, allow us to ship faster. Once, once he's cranking away, once I can get back to contributing, um, individually as well, a little bit. Uh, and as part of that too, is, you know, I've worked on this system for three years, embracing my role as the architect of it, 
and some of that just means, yeah, making making shipping easier for other developers, f- for myself as well. Uh, so things like the automated tests, um, improving our uh, just our processes around deployment and merging branches and all that stuff. So, um, all feels good. And, you know, it's just like, it's all about speed this year for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. More and better. I think that's, yeah, that's a classic kind of like, do you want to ship faster or replace yourself? And, um, I think definitely with the goal of like, doubling down on Jetboost and like wanting to, to do more, like now is not, not the time to like replace yourself necessarily kind of like take a step back. It's more to have someone alongside you to, to ship more and faster and better. Yeah. I, I've, sometimes it, it seems like, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen this with other people as well. Like you read all the, the books and the, um, what's the, what the classic one I'm thinking of now? Like, I can't think of it now. Um, but it's where it's all about like working on the business, not in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Traction, you know, maybe, or I'm, I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally blanking on the name. Oh, the is, E-Myth. Um, yeah. The E-Myth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, which is a great book. I love that book. Uh, but I think it's easy to fall in this trap of like trying so hard to replace yourself and build a team around you and, uh, and, you know, fire yourself from all, all the jobs. Like, I have definitely tried to do some of that. I mean, like accounting is a great example where I shouldn't be doing that job and I no longer am. Uh, but I think like your core competency, at least from what I've seen, like it, the later you can give that up, the better. Because like you're the founder, you built the product, you launched the product, uh, you know, use use your core skill set and try and bring other people along as well. But I've been too eager in the past to just like, okay, how can I get one or two or a team of developers in here to do all the development? And then I'm not going to do any of it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Right. Um, right. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely don't think it's like a binary kind of like you have to, um, like it's definitely not true that like the, the, the one true goal for every CEO or founder should be to like replace themselves and fire themselves from all jobs. Right. Like, no, keep, keep the job that you like, you know, do the <laughs> things that you're really good at that no one else can do. Like, yeah. Um, especially, you know, for certain scales too, like, sure. If you're, uh, you know, Brian Armstrong of Coinbase, like you probably don't want to be like coding anymore, but at the same time, like that doesn't mean that, you have to do all the things that you don't like doing. You can still do stuff that you really like doing. That's really productive for the company, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Um, a more like tactical goal for me this year is to finish and start taking pre-orders for founding marketing. I've been sitting on it and I'm still not quite ready to really like start tackling that quite yet. But like, um, I think it's just the, you know, it's the procrastination of being kind of like scared and nervous of like feeling really good about what I'm producing and going through the whole, you know, editing process that, you know, is a little bit scary and just wanting to be perfectionist about making sure that all the right things are included and that it's really well written and have all the right kind of material in there and that it's up to date with a lot of good examples. 
But um, yeah, I think it's, it's that kind of perfectionism, perfectionism and lack of time that's been holding me back. But I want to make time this year to do that. And I should be able to make time this year to do that and actually get out the door and get going on this thing, um, which I'm really excited to do. I don't know when exactly that is, but by the end of the year, <laughs> I will have finished nice. and started taking pre-orders for founding marketing. Maybe not launched, but taking pre-orders for sure. F- finish mean like finish writing it? Yeah, sorry, finish writing. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. Yeah. yeah, including like, you know, manuscripts, first draft, second draft, final draft. Like I want the content to be done. Okay. I love it. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I mean, cause honestly, like the manuscript's like 80% done now to get to a first draft. I need to just like reread and it's been, you know, sitting in the back burner for a while. So like I have fresh eyes for it now again, for sure. I can do the first draft, but then after that, it's really just, I, you know, I need to like find and have an editor go through and then just get it in the hands of people to give me feedback. And, um, Oh, there'll be like some work involved for me, but a lot of that is very like small, you know, easy delegatable things. As long as like the core content is there, which I'm close to already being done with. Like, I feel like we're, we're kind of close to the finish line for the content. Awesome. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, (laughs) <laughs> I, I can't even imagine the level of work to write and publish a book. So, uh, I, th- I feel like if, if you hit even just that one this year, that's, that's a, that's a win for yeah. the year. <laughs> yeah. That would be a really big one. That's the main one for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's very tangible. I just need to get it done and it'd be, it would be a big, big deal to get done. Cool. And let's see next up for me. Another theme is improve our documentation and processes. Uh, again, I mean, these are all kind of related to what we've started doing and, and what's going on now. Um, but trying to, uh, adding people to the team, to the company has been a good forcing function for this, seeing where we're lacking, um, in documentation on the product side, uh, on the support side, I I think we've, kind of gotten into a bit of a, I find with support, it's easy to fall into just answering all the questions, you know, trying to get through the queue as quickly as possible and not taking the time to really think about, you know, can we write a help article for this? Can we build out a, you know, internal doc for this? Uh, can we identify some patterns and the types of questions that are coming in? And, you know, maybe that results in some type of product update. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gotten away from that a little bit. And even now as we're thinking about, okay, how do we onboard this new support service? Um, we're starting to build out some, some better docs and, and, uh, eventually better processes around that too, which will be good. Yeah. That's cool. That's exciting. We also, yeah. I think we're getting to the point now where we need to start building out some real documentation for, for swipe well, and it's actually a little bit daunting, like, there's definitely that kind of perfectionism mindset of, or just the, the resistance of creating in the first place where like, do I really need this? Can I do it later? Mm-hmm. Isn't it just self-explanatory and, or, you know, can I, can we just answer it and support and just write it out? You know, but, um, I feel you there. Yeah, totally. 
Um, another more tangible one for me related to swipe well is to, I was trying to think about like, I don't really like the idea of putting like a hard like revenue goal. Um, and even like in this update now, like I'm, I'm kind of straying away from like putting exact numbers on it just cause I feel like it's so, it's so arbitrary unless you have like a real stringent forecast that you're like, you should be able to hit and that you have like a plan to go and hit. Like we don't, we're not at the point now where we have like a forecast and a plan and we're like yeah. doing a lot of budget allocation kind of things. Um, so it's hard to really put like a number on it, but I want to start growing by hundreds of dollars in MRR for swipe. Well, you know, by the end of the year, basically, you know, I think what's m more important than like hitting a revenue number is hitting more of like a growth rate. And as long as we're hitting a growth rate, then we can see the trajectory ahead of us. And then that's like all that we need to really keep going and kind of add fire or fuel to the fire. Um, but right now, you know, we're still adding like a couple, a few, a handful of customers per month. And that needs to turn into like, you know, uh, several dozen <laughs> a month at least, right? Or, or even like, you know, a hundred per month or something like that. Um, if we're talking about like high hundreds of MRR or thousands of in MRR. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like by the end of the year, what we're trying to think about, like, okay, we're gonna add more traffic. We're doing these things, doing that things. All these activities should result in starting to add hundreds of dollars in MRR to swipe. Well, but I don't know what, where that, where we're going to be by the end of the year revenue wise. Yeah, no, I like that. It's I, in the past have set revenue goals and it's basically meaningless, uh, yeah. It's like, it's, it's a dream, not a goal. Mm -hmm. uh, right. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hope is not a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I know that all too well. <laughs> Same. We're all guilty of it. <laughs> cool. Uh, last theme for me, have more fun, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is a good theme and, and goal, I guess. Uh, yeah, you know, I've I've been reflecting a lot and if I really think about things like year one with JetBoost was amazing. It was so much fun. You know, it's the beginning, is everything's exciting, everything's new. Um, so many new experiences and, and just like things that happened that I that I never thought would happen. Uh then years two and three got to be a bit more challenging, uh, both from yeah, just, you know, learning how to build a company, learning how to hire, mm -hmm. how to, uh, scale a product, deal with hundreds and then thousands of, of customers and, uh, you know, doing a lot of leveling up there. And, uh, I think going into this year, there's a really good foundation that's set now. Um, you know, I think, I think I mentioned maybe last episode or the episode before, like JetBoost feels like it's the, the calmest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's giving me some space to, again, kind of aim the ship towards ramping things back up, increasing speed. Um, and, and that's been lacking definitely in last year. Uh, so, you know, and just the realization of like, this is exactly what I want to be doing. Like mm -hmm. I dreamed about this for years and years of <laughs> like running my own software company and, and now I'm here and, you know, it's not always going to be all fun and games. Um, but like I should be enjoying it for the most part. And, yeah, yeah. uh, 
you know, just again, one of those little like mindset shifts is it's, it's really helped a lot just even the last few weeks. Um, and I, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a good year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's not worth, you know, it's not worth doing if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it. Um, if you don't, if you don't find it fulfilling, if you're not excited to work on it every day. And so finding that and keeping that is always really, really important. Yeah. Experiencing that myself too. It's definitely, you know, we talked about the last episode with kind of thinking back in the last year, but, um, making sure that you kind of keep your own personal fire going for your, your kind of passion and ambition for what we're working on is really important for more of that kind of long-term mindset and, um, uh, you know, being able to kind of weather any and all the emotional roller coasters that you go on throughout the day. Yep, exactly. Sweet. Well, let me roll through um, a couple more, and then we could also talk about uh, some kind of tangible things, some numbers or things to, to publish. But uh, again, I want to double down on what's working, but I still have a goal of launching one new revenue generating project this year. I don't know what it is, when it's going to be, what it'll look like, but um, like new stuff is always fun. <laughs> it's always motivating. <laughs> it's always like a, you know, a high and uh, an adrenaline rush of, of going through that process. Um, so yeah, one, one this year. Cool. That's, an, that's another big one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be, or it could be really small, you know, like last year I yeah. launched like the little, uh, poker course. Um, you know, it could be big, it could be small. I don't know yet, but something I, I was, I was literally just going to ask is, is it going to be your poker mobile app? <laughs> you know, it could be, I'm, I'm feeling really stuck. Um, I think it's my own kind of lack of design capabilities that I need to like learn how to do certain things, but that would require me spending the time to learn it so that I can spend the time to go and do it with my own app. Um, I don't know. I, it, it might be, it might be the poker app. Uh, it could be something else. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll, I'll just talk about one more kind of tangible thing, um, or more, more of like a theme I would say, and then we, I'll, I'll let you go into some kind of goals for the year. But I also want to be more active on Twitter and LinkedIn this year, uh, especially like adding LinkedIn to kind of like the distribution channel that I haven't really spent a lot of time on this year. Um, you know, I made a goal last year to get to, uh, 30,000 Twitter followers. And then I basically like what I would consider, like never tweeted, you know, I was tweeting random things once in a while, but there's no like strategy to it really. And, uh, you know, quickly realized that that goal is not going to be achieved. Um, but this year talking about my goals, it'll make more sense here in a second. But um, I need to be, and I want to be, and I will be more active on Twitter and LinkedIn this year for sure. Cool. Yeah. I feel like I'm seeing LinkedIn trending almost as, as like a place mm-hmm. where people are going to be more active. Is that, would you say that's fair? Yep. It's hot right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's back. It's, you know, what's old is new again. <laughs> yeah. I I haven't spent much time there in a while, so I think it'll probably kind of fizzle out again a little bit, but, um, there's definitely been like, I think, I I think all of it is because of kind of a, either like a quiet exodus or a, or a loud exodus from Twitter, you know, just Mm. all the drama Mm -hmm. going with Elon, people looking for a new platform, 
people, you know, who were really active on Twitter, not being active on Twitter, and then like kind of redirecting that activity and uh, that effort into another platform. And so I think I think LinkedIn is really kind of you know accidentally capitalized on the Twitter drama and anyone who doesn't want to be on Twitter or is looking for somewhere else besides Twitter is they're all moving to LinkedIn. Hmm. Well, Microsoft always wins. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, they're doing well. <laughs> it's also too, I think a lot of people who have done really well on Twitter, then they're realizing that they're kind of every, everything that they do has diminishing returns now because they've already, you know, reached a hundred thousand followers or whatever it is. And so now mm-hmm. they're looking to add another channel and they're running the same pl- playbook on the next promising place, which is LinkedIn. So that's another kind of driving factor. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. at least, you, uh, that's been my experience in my kind of yeah. small circles of creators and content people. No, I mean, I've, I've, yeah, I've been seeing that exact same thing. Mm-hmm. You want to just uh, roll into your goals since pretty closely related to that yeah yeah sure um just three numbers so twenty-five thousand twitter followers i'm at eighteen thousand now so it's a pretty close number but i feel like you know there was a time and place for the threads they're making everyone go crazy and kind of skyrocket (laughs) i think that ship has sailed kind of um but i would be happy reaching that number and also reaching twenty-five thousand subscribers for swipe files um which again, today I'm at 15,000, also relatively achievable number. I'm not really going to be like shooting for the stars this year, but I want to make sure that I like nail these ones. Um, and then again, I was trying to think about like swipe well, you know, revenue. Do I talk about maybe like a customer count? But I think, you know, this year we reached 3,000 users. We just passed 3,000 users, which is awesome to see. Nice. And I think if we can hit 10,000 users, things would be going well. We'll be, do, we'll be doing a good job. And that's kind of a cool, you know, milestone kind of even number that we can shoot for as a, as a proxy. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. mean, that's all, all of those are, like you said, doubling down on what's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Really simple. I think achievable numbers, just going to focus on nailing those. Cool. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, for me, so talking about, uh, kind of roadmap and plans with, uh, with the team. Uh, so we kind of have three big initiatives. Number one is to launch a flagship new booster product. Um, so I think I mentioned this last time last year was the first year that we did not launch a new booster. Uh, and at the end of last year, we changed our pricing model, uh, and in reviewing that, it's it's much more clear now that so so basically we have a core offering that has our core products. The next tier up is our, our premium tier, uh, which includes a few of our additional premium products, um, and then the the rest of the tiers are are more like usage based uh, for like higher traffic sites it's pretty clear that the jump from core to premium, which is uh, almost double the cost, could be enhanced just by adding more products. Mm. Um, 
And so, you know, we've got, there's basically a difference of two products right now. If we can add a third, that's a real, um, powerful premium product, which, which is what we're going to be working on. Um, I think that's going to entice a lot of people to upgrade from, from core to premium. Hmm. Uh, so wow. that's going to be a big one. It's going to be super high effort, uh, a lot of complexity, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll be sharing more about that as we get further along and, uh, can, can take the wraps off of it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, dang, you're teasing, should man. Be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. Next one, uh, is to launch our website rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is kind of a redesign and rebuild. Uh, our current website is, if you were to look at the Webflow project, it is like completely embarrassing, especially considering we're like a Webflow <laughs> app company. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, the, the website is a template I bought three years, three plus years ago uh, when I barely knew how to use Webflow. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, let's just say it's, it's gotten very hard to maintain. It's very hard to make changes, especially for, you know, usually Noah's doing it now. And, and for someone who's a professional Webflow user, uh, it's, it's difficult to work with mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and we've wanted to do to enhance the design, uh, with again, ra- rather than just working off of a, a template, like actually come out with like the JetBoost, a, a JetBoost like branded website. Um, mm-hmm. so it's, it served us well up to this point, but there's a lot more we can do. Uh, and also just the, the copy overall needs a lot of revamping, um, you know, the, the messaging has somewhat changed over the past three years and, and it hasn't always been updated on the website to to reflect that. So just going to try and do all that in one big swoop. Um, m- most of it, except for probably some of the copy stuff, is, is not going to fall too much on me, um, which is which is good. So we can do these in parallel. And uh, yeah, that's that's definitely one of the big goals for this year. Nice. Yeah, it's huge. The, uh, the template served you well, but yeah, it's exciting to really have like a branded custom website and um, really kind of pour your heart and soul into, um, you know, the way that you guys present yourselves. Yeah. And I've, I mean, this is one of the decisions I struggled with last year was like, is this worth doing or not? And I, I think for a lot of businesses, it would probably not be, it's like, oh, you just need a website and you know, your copy and sell your product and that's it. But given the space that we're in, like uh, we're, we're selling to designers, design is very important to them. Uh, the, the presentation that we give off reflects, you know, at least in their eyes, like the, the quality of the product. Uh, and so I think just given the space that we're in, like this totally makes sense to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, great idea. And then last one uh, is to publish 20 new pieces of content. Uh, so this will be articles, uh, demo websites, clonables, uh, kind of if we, if we can get to almost two a month, um, I think we'll be in a pretty good spot by the end of the year. Yeah. 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 20 would be, would be a lot. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah. Having 20 new piece of content working for you is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I, I've, I don't even know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. Um, but I'm working with a writer now who is, Mm -hmm. has been very good, uh, super reliable, very like thorough and doing like the research and stuff. And, 
um, that has been very nice. Um, and just, yeah, just another one of those things where, okay, like we've got multiple balls in the air now, uh, things are, things are moving on multiple Mm -hmm. fronts and it feels good. Yeah. Wow. New content, new website, new booster. That's a lot to chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, this is the benefit of like hiring, building a team. It's not, not all on me. Yeah. Um, start to tackle more and, uh, I don't know. It, it, I've, it's weird. Like going into this year, I feel like a lot of opportunity. And I don't know if that's just because like everyone's talking about recession and being scared and, and all this. It's like, I, I feel like the opposite now. Like, okay, I, if everyone's pulling back, like I'm ready to just like hit the gas and, and let's yeah, go for it. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this year. Capitalize. That's really exciting. Yeah. I love that. Um, Exciting stuff, man. I think it's going to be a big year for you guys and um, excited to hear more about this, this new booster and <laughs> really cool seeing the new site live and publishing new content, um, shipping faster, having more fun. That's all great stuff. Yeah. Going to be a lot of work, but yeah, if we can have fun doing it, then that, that'll be great. Nice. Nice. Well, I have one final update I, I just remembered. Um, all right. It's so funny because I, I mentioned to you just like on a whim off air last week, <laughs> but I am now the owner after much personal resistance of Corey.co. <laughs> and I've already implemented it and it's live on the site. I, oh, no way. I think I might make a little like personal site update. I don't know. It's such a like arbitrary, subjective, you know, you just want, you get sick of your own designs after a year anyways. Um, but regardless new domain and, um, I I'd seen it. So there, there's like a couple domains that I keep an eye on that I'm trying to like, I always try to swoop on and would be awesome to have. And, uh, Coreyhaines.com is never going to be available for the same reason that at Coreyhaines on any social platform is never going to be available. Um, so I've been keeping my eye on, on like the, the Corey dot, you know, TLDs and, so I saw this one pop up last month and I've been looking at it every day. I was like, oh shoot, I really don't want someone else to buy it. <laughs> so really it's just like the, the FOMO that took, took over and um, an emotional decision that was like, I just need to secure the bag and get it and just YOLO. And uh, here we are. I love it. I, I love how the the main headline is, yo, I'm Corey <laughs> at Corey.co. <laughs> I didn't even realize that that was there before I had the domain, <laughs> but that works perfectly actually. That's amazing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So starting out 2023 with a new domain and then feeling good. That's great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, anything else before we wrap it up? No, nothing for me. All right. Well, let's go get it. Let's make 2023 a good year. Um, appreciate you guys listening. If you have any questions for us, Feel free to follow the link in the show notes. We'll get back to you soon and even maybe include it in the show the next time. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode.